Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. All right, welcome back to episode number 89 of Inbound Agency Journey. This week, it's Dimmer and I here again. Andrew, Dimmer, Andrew, John, Andrew, John Dimsky, lots of different names. Dimmer. What's up? You and I this week are going to be talking about, this is kind of step two, in uh, in the agency framework series, where last week you talked a lot about um, your kind of aligning your personal vision with your agency vision and um, figuring out where you want to go, defining that vision. This week we're going to be talking a lot about how to put together the team and the culture, really people and culture, to yeah. help you achieve that vision. So I'm excited to dive into that and get some of your thoughts. Obviously, um, a lot of this has been built out in the agency framework masterclass that uh, you've put together and uh, and agencies are going through right now. Tell Talk to us about what this is going to look like, and then we'll dive right into the details. Yeah, so what we're going to be talking about is, like you said, the team that's going to get you from where you are today to where you want to go. And it's going to be applicable whether you have a team built already or you're in the early stages and you're trying to figure out how do I build a team to scale this agency we want to define first the core values that are going to be kind of the heartbeat of that team so that when you interview people, you know, you're not just looking at the skill sets that they have, but you're looking at the characteristics that they hold, kind of the personality that they have, what do they value, um, and kind of define the heartbeat of the company that you want to create before you get in and hire people and let kind of the culture dictate itself. That's going to be the kind of the first phase of this episode, and then we're also going to dive into organizational charts and the importance of building an org chart and how to do it, how to structure it, how to divide it up around your core team and really build it to scale and then get into some job descriptions and stuff like that. As far down into the weeds, we can get gray before, you know, we get distracted. Right. I like it. Well, let's kick off then with core values because this is something obviously we've put quite a bit of time into. I uh, actually just got done recording an episode here a couple of days ago with Evan McBroom from Fishhook um, out in Indianapolis. And that, that episode will be coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, but we talked a lot about culture and core values and the way that they got to their core values. So I figured I'd share that story real quick and then we'll kind of contrast that with some of the things, how we came to that. And obviously just talk about why this, why this matters and how this has impacted our work. Um, <clears throat> obviously here at Do Inbound. And in the and in the teams that we've worked at, so the story from Evan was uh, we kind of had this conversation about should core values be aspirational or reality driven? Like, are they where you are now or where you want to be? And I I really think it needs to be a mix, <clears throat> probably leaning a little bit more towards the where we are today. If it's not if it if it, people can't relate to it at all where you are currently, yeah, how impactful is that going to be? You know. So, but but I do think some level of aspiration is good as well. Is good as well. You know, we're not. We're hoping that in a year, two years, or five years from now, uh, we are not the same people uh, completely that we were today. That there's been some personal improvement and overall team improvement. But he said, for for the way that they put it together, they kind of sat around in a group and told stories, kind of like highlights of big moments from their agency. I think he said they spent like 90 minutes 
and then kind of identified like what are the things that we felt or that were existent what what were the underlying values that drove the emotions that we felt during those moments in in company history that's kind of where they where they drew a lot of things from i thought that was a cool activity yeah that's a really cool idea because i think maybe i don't know i always think agencies are like special but it's probably true in any business like you have so much going on and there's so much distracting you and your attention's always being pulled to clients and client fires and stuff like that it can be really easy to lose the perspective on what has gone well and you know the enjoyable times you have had so getting everyone together and i think in person would be the atmosphere to have that like a relaxed setting right there um you know if if that's possible for you uh just getting everyone around the table and just talking about you know what are what are your stories you know what has gone really well just opening up that conversation is probably just really rich with with ideas flowing from right there. That's kind of what we did too at Doinbound, like how we got our whole process started. I don't know if we did it as intentionally as that, but that's kind of what it evolved into. Yeah, well, we kind of went through. I mean, we we went about it a whole lot of different ways, and we did it as we were implementing EOS, uh, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, at our agency. So we, that's kind of the point at which they suggest it for the implementation is the point at where we hit it. But uh, one of the things that we did was kind of list out, here are the people on the team. What are the what are the core values that come to your mind right away when you think about this person? Um, and then what are the, you know, out of that, there are obviously are examples that come out of as we were sharing those with each other. Here's why I think of this with this person. So a bit different take on it. But anyways, I thought those ideas as people are, obviously I know we want to talk about why this is important and why this matters and why you should do it. But I think given some practical examples of how we started to come to this and how other people have done it is helpful as well. So let's talk, uh, why don't, let's talk about kind of how, you would recommend dimmer that people get to core values yeah. and, and, um, and just kind of wrap up with your thoughts there. And then we can move on to team once you have your core values set in place. Yeah. First of all, this, I think it's really important that this is a collaborative process. It's not something that you try to do as an owner and then tell everyone here are our core values because like anything else, whether it's processes, whether it's, um, you know, the way you're supposed to treat your clients, if you're not practicing it and if you're not sharing, ownership in it with the rest of your team why should they you know try to live up to these things it needs to be more than just a poster on the on the office wall or something that sits in a a google drive file somewhere uh so my advice would be that round table idea sounds perfect just to kind of get everyone in that mindset maybe a glass of wine or two there would be helpful too just get people in the mood (laughs) get the thoughts flowing and everything right there um, but make sure you set the tone. This is a, a constructive time. Um, just guide that conversation as the business leader, as you know, the head of that group, and don't let it kind of spiral downward um, in you know just joking. Not joking is bad, but like you can see how this conversation could just go into like cracking stories, making fun of clients, Very or like yep. yeah, yeah. But keep it keep it directed in a positive direction. And I like what we did about thinking. If I think about each person on my team and say, like, what are the positive characteristics of those people writing those down? That was really helpful for us um, and then communicating that. So if you're interested in seeing what we came up with at Do Inbound, you can go to doinbound.com slash values and see our five core values right there and then read a little bit more about each one of them. We kind of took it a step deeper, gave it our five, our fulfillment, integrity, helpfulness, ownership, and positivity. And so we drilled into each of those and just said, like, why is that important? It gave a little context for, like, the do inbound experience, how we serve our customers here, how we serve this community. 
these are the five things that kind of guide us as we seek to work together and create a culture. Um, so first thing I would do, Gray, is I guess set a time to have this meeting because it's easy to learn about the stuff but then not actually follow through on it. Number two is make it a group effort and just kind of try to drill down to, you know, five to seven, three to seven, like that range. It's not, don't, don't try to go after 15 or 20 different things here because that's not going to be worth it. Um, if you want more inspiration on it, um, here are the podcasts that come to mind right away. Um, Patrick Bittescombe at New Breed talked in depth about this process. And there's even, if you Google Patrick Bittescombe, New Breed, Do Inbound, you just whip that out. <laughs> there's a, on that, on the show notes there, we embed this, the slide share of their core values and how they went about doing that. Um, obviously HubSpot has put a lot out about core values. Um, the podcast with Bob and Natalie from impact, they talk about core values there and how they use core values to hire folks. Um, Michael Rose, um, is another podcast interview where he talks about hiring and firing based on core values. Um, so those are three podcasts right at the top of my head that I can think of. Anything that you would add to that, Gray? Sorry to put you on the I was spot. trying to remember. No, no, no. That's that's good. I was trying to remember who exactly we've really dug deep on it with. I know that we had the conversation. Uh, Lance from Nectify yeah. mm-hmm. um, had a, a conversation with Greg um, at Wider Group about kind of how their culture is built and, and Trish at Media Junction as well. So all of those would be other podcasts where you can get some of that information. And then if you're looking for uh, – if you're listening to this – uh, after this goes out, the episode with Evan McBroom from Fishhook, and there will also be uh, really either episode. We've had Marissa Smith on the podcast um, a couple times now, and she dives into kind of why this is important from the EOS perspective and when to implement this if if you're doing it in that order. So those might also be helpful resources. Not to overwhelm people with like, hey, here's here's eight to go listen to real quick <laughs> in half an hour. Hey, this is like. This is master's level education right here. We This we, is the deep dive. We breeze past it here in the session and give you tons of homework to take home and do it the night. <laughs> exactly. <of weekends. laughs> hey, here's here's my five minutes of preparation and now you go do the hard stuff. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's the agency owner's life, right? I mean we live we live through that. Here's HubSpot's like, Yeah, you just sell retainers. no big deal. And they're yeah, like, that's Whoa, easy, right? How does that happen? <laughs> Love it. Awesome. All right. So that's core values. And the reason that's important to define first is because this is going to be the lens through which you look at your organizational chart and you look at the personalities that are going to fill that chart. And you start first with your core team. And hopefully you're in a position where that core team is assembled, but you know, you might not be. You might be looking for that person to be your wingman. Who's going to head up your operations? Who's going to head up sales and marketing? Who's going to head up servicing? Um, you know, if you're just trying to get things up and off the ground right now. So Put this in place first, and then once you're there, set up your org chart. And Greg, do you just want to give us an overview of what would, what should an agency think about as they're kind of drafting an org chart for the very first time um, when it comes to, to this phase in the framework? Yeah, well, I'm going to do something that you probably hate, which is pause that question for a second because I had another thought about uh, <laughs> core values. I just want to throw, throw in real quickly. So not to wind the path too treacherously, but we're going to wind a little bit. With core values, I think, at least I had this thought, like, hey, we're a small team. I generally know what our core values are, and I generally think that we all agree, but we haven't taken the time to define them exactly. And so there's probably people listening who are like, well, you guys just told me I needed to listen to eight different podcast episodes, go through four different activities, and then refine it and spend some time putting together a website page with my values on it and defining them more. Like, that's a lot of work. You don't, obviously, you don't need to do every single piece of that. But but why don't I just assume that we're all close enough? So that's kind of the objection. And I would just say, 
I think it has been really helpful and will continue to, certainly will continue to be helpful as we continue to grow the culture um, so that everybody knows what we're about. And also just because I think it'd be really easy to, so we, we wound up with five core values and I think that without them defined, it would be easy to look at somebody and say, yeah, this person is generally a fit. If we had it defined, they might only hit three or four of those core values. Um, and, but we might, you know, we're forgetful as long as someone's like close enough, especially in the agency space, you're probably like, yeah, that's fine. Um, versus having, Hey, does this person represent what we stand for and what we're all about on all five of these characteristics? Um, and really these, these aren't just like ideological values. Um, these play out very tangibly in how we act and behave and function every day. And if there's not alignment here with anybody on the team, you know, if someone has the, the four, as we have them listed out, they're the four that come first, not the four highest priority, but fulfillment, integrity, helpfulness, and ownership. You think that's an awesome person to have on the team. If they're missing positivity and they're dragged to work with, that's, you know, that's going to, that's going to become an issue and become a sore spot in the organization. So I think all that to say, that's my rationale for why saying this is actually important to go through and do. Now to get back to your question. You're done dodging my question now, Greg? I'm back. Unlike a politician, (laughs) I have returned. As General Douglas MacArthur would say, I shall return. And I have. Um, So let's talk about agency org charts, what you need to think about. Obviously, I mean, kind of the starting point is why an org chart is important. And that's to figure out what is the organization that you want to build. So the org chart, more than core values probably, is aspirational. Where are we trying to go um, with this organization? What's the role that, um, what are the roles that we need to build the agency that we want to have? So I think building that out, obviously in the early stages, and quite honestly, for quite a long time in most agencies' lifespan, as an owner, you're going to feel, it's going to be a long time in most cases, before you ever get to the point where you wear one hat like you think maybe you should. But if you start out and you're wearing 15 hats and each year you reduce that number by two or five or one, you can see how you're making progress um, towards an end goal. And I think one of the quotes that, that sticks out here is just like how often we overestimate what we can achieve in a day and how often we underestimate what we can achieve in a quarter or a year or a longer period of time. Um, and I think that that is very true in the agency space where we look at something, we say, this is too overwhelming, and we kind of give up, not realizing that slow and steady really will yeah. win the race and get us somewhere. So I'd say that's kind of the starting point. Would you add anything there is like start out with where are we trying to – understanding this is important and building it out, and then we can get into the details. But anything else you'd add on why this why this matters? I think it's like – I think it's an important exercise to go through. It can be overwhelming at first, but if you – as you're building this, you have that mindset of if I am tackling this over the next 12 to 18 months and you have that perspective, then it's motivating because I don't know if anyone else struggles with this, but if I have something, I get stressed when there are things that are undefined or unlisted in my head. So if I feel like I'm just visualizing post-it notes of all these different jobs I've got to do and all these different things I need to stay on top of and all these different deliveries I'm responsible for, that stresses me out. But if I take the time to break it down and say, okay, let me prioritize these things. Let me list out everything that's going on right now. And I can look at it in black and white. 
that brings clarity to the situation, and I can now break that down into smaller pieces and start tackling it. So I think the org chart does a lot for that when it comes to an agency. So instead of thinking, I need to do everything, you know, you break it down, you're saying, okay, here are the different roles, and I'm going to begin to kind of move up from the bottom up out of these different roles. Um, you can start with contractors if you're not ready for employees. You know, you kind of do it that way. But you, I don't know, that clarity that you get from defining this is a really valuable part in the exercise. Yeah, I think absolutely. Well, let's talk about, and I'm always kind of torn on how much to give people what we did at Guava Box and, yeah. or what we've learned just because we did not do it perfectly. There are things that uh, that I'm sure we would go back and do differently. But I do think that having an example um, especially from an agency, you know, from agencies that did grow and did have success, having an example at least as a blueprint is helpful for people if they can fill in some blanks. So this is an ex- an excuse to take your creative thinking and, and problem solving hat off. But this is kind of an example from our experience. And certainly we've got um, other examples from podcast episodes that we'll hit on um, of how other people have done it as well. But I think a couple ways to think about how you put together the accountability chart, you could certainly think about um, in terms of the client journey. So kind of starting at the very top, like how do you start talking to a prospect, Um, initiate those conversations you've got, you need some marketing efforts. So there's kind of a internal marketing department or internal marketing function. You've got sales, what happens next? Um, You've got obviously your client servicing department. And how does that all work together? You've got the operational side of things where uh, what traditionally has been HR or people and culture, whatever you call that function. You've got uh, some legal obligations as an organization. That's something that's a function in your org chart. You've got finance, obviously. How do you actually get paid and pay your staff? Um, And then each of those, those aren't necessarily all different departments. I think um, what like what we eventually did was break down from the from the very top leadership into into three different departments. We've kind of got growth, um, which is your marketing and sales. You've got success, which is client delivery and everything that goes in there. And you've got operations, which is the legal and finance and internal people and culture part of things. You can break it up a lot of different ways. And then inside of that, you've got uh, obviously a whole lot of different functions. But I think starting there... And then building out, okay, what are each of these different roles? What are the responsibilities that go along with that? And then identifying where can we start bringing people in. So Guava Box, the very first things that we started to outsource were the technical pieces inside the success organization, um, like graphic design, like copywriting, like um, SEO, and and not necessarily – I mean we're hiring people to be part of the team um, to do that. But we started to get those outsourced in the sense of we're getting those off of our plates. You know, in the early days, that was 100% yeah. us. We we were actually writing <laughs> client content back in 2011, 2012. That. that was horrible. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, yeah, so, so you start to get rid of some of those things. And eventually that moved up the chain on the marketing and sales side. You know, eventually that turned into hiring people to help on the sales side, hiring people to help on the internal marketing side. And then in the success org, eventually that turned into hiring a director of, of inbound partnerships and someone more in that account manager, account executive type of role. 
on the finance side that turned into bookkeeping help and outsourcing the accounting component of the business. Um, so I think just figuring out how can we, how do we build silly? Obviously all that isn't going to happen at once, but you look at, at the end of the day, wow, there've been a lot of relationships built and, um, people brought in to take a lot of things off of our plate, even though we were still involved in a lot of those different areas. Yeah. I don't like, that's a great point, Gray. It's not that you're trying to pull yourself out of everything and just forget about it. I think Bob did a great job of talking about that when he and Natalie were on, when he talked about pulling himself out of the hiring process and how that actually hurt them in the long run, but still being involved in these things, but kind of taking the, the emphasis or the ownership out and giving, tr- empowering someone else to take control of something once you've documented a process for them to follow and you've given them the resources to be successful in that area, stepping away and being okay with you know, not having the most direct say in something because how tempting is it for us as owners to have an opinion about absolutely everything? Um, but if you're going to grow and you're going to build an org chart and you want people to fulfill those roles, you've got to give them some latitude to function in those roles without without an owner peering over their shoulder critiquing everything that they're doing. Um, it's important to have processes. It's very important to have standards, but it's very important to not micromanage people. Uh, and it can be hard uh, to get to that point where I think Marissa Smith mentioned this in the first episode that she, she and I had together where she talks all about um, learning to let go and just the freedom that you find in letting go. And you hear that from business owners in every market. Once they get to that point where they can let go of the freedom that's found there and how much more they enjoy their job. So it's funny, Gray, just documenting this stuff on a whiteboard, using Google presentations or using draw.io, just graph this stuff out, is really the start of a longer journey um, to getting stuff off of your plate and beginning to trust a team around you. Yeah, absolutely. I think getting that out, and then you're able to go through, once you have those like roles broken down and responsibilities broken down, you're able to kind of take the next step from there and prioritize and there's a couple of different ways. One of the things that we used was, um, Demer, you and I both read Virtual Freedom by Chris Ducker. That's probably, I, having read it now, I, I don't think that the same vision maybe that Chris comes into it with or that most people who are reading it was the same vision that we had. We weren't trying to get every single thing off of our plate and have a 100% automated business where we we weren't involved at all and it was all these VAs doing stuff. Um, but I think his the same methodology applies whether you're, you kind of have this stereotypical VA or you've got high quality contractors on your team handling this is um, one of the activities that we went through was his uh, list of freedom and basically making lists of what are the things that we're doing right now that we really don't want to do? What are the things that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing as agency owners? Um, and what are the things that, uh, what was, what was the third? I'm trying to, I'm drawing a blank right now. I think it was, it's the what things do, that we enjoy doing that we're doing right now. That's right. So, um, so kind of put it together and then we prioritize off of that. And I think w- once you have this list of roles and responsibilities, you're able to prioritize, okay, here's what I want to outsource next. And here's what I want to outsource next. And now you kind of have your hiring plan in place for who we're trying to attract and you can peg in, you know, Hey, roughly to hire this AE position, that's going to be a $60,000 investment. Um, you know, maybe seventy, $80,000 fully loaded. If I bring in an employee, um, what, you know, what are the, now I know I need to add five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a month in revenue to be able to add this person. So now we can chat, um, uh, plot this. I just mixed chart and plot together to get shot. <laughs> now, now we can plot this out and say, okay, at these revenue points, like here's where I anticipate bringing this person on. Now, obviously that'll change a little bit. Your needs will change, but you have 
some sense of clarity and at least the short term stuff hopefully can yeah. be uh can be pretty much in place and it's a good ongoing exercise too like it doesn't stop like after you do it for the first time do it every six months or so to say like as my position evolves because when your team grows your problems change your problems don't go away you you just have different different nuts to crack every every quarter every year as you're growing for sure yeah i mean this is it's definitely an ongoing thing and i think that the whole idea of having these core values and this general hiring plan or org chart in place is um, so that we know and can can think ahead in terms of what's coming and not just, hey, here's a good person that I found. I think they're probably a good person. Like, let's hire them and figure out where they fit into the organization. Yeah. Let's actually build it strategically with what are the needs that we have and then bring somebody in to fill those needs. I love it. Well, any other I was, thoughts? I was just going to say – well, I was just going to say, I mean, from our experience, like at Do Inbound right now, as we're growing, <clears throat> we've made, especially over the second half of 2016, grew the product team quite a yeah. bit. <clears throat> and that was really, I mean, 2016 was largely the year of invest as heavily as possible in the product. And and we have seen huge dividends from that, um, obviously in the product quality itself, but also in terms of customer growth and growth of the overall business. And as we continue to invest in that and have already added here in 2017 to the product team, like now the next one of the next priorities on the list is on the marketing side of things. So bringing somebody in who can help run point, not just not just do marketing deliverables, but help run point on the strategic side and project management side of our internal marketing at do inbound. Um, So as as we kind of look out, we know, okay, here's the next um, next like big position that's going to be filled on the team is somebody in this marketing director type of role. Um, and then that, that allows us to, you know, we're a little bit away from, from finalizing that hire and adding that person to the team, but that allows us to say, okay, here's the point that we need to get to business wise to bring somebody in. And now we can start doing our recruiting, um, for that position earlier rather than, Hey, looks like we're ready to have somebody now, so and we really need them. <laughs> Let's hire them, which we've done in the past. Yes, we've learned the hard way from that. Got burned. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, you can just kind of see right there how breaking it down like that makes things easier to tackle because we don't have to try to think about hiring everybody at once or saying, like, well, where do I go first? You step back, and while you're still putting your framework together, that's when you build your priority list and you begin to work towards that. You can set revenue goals of, you know, how many retainers do I need to close to get the revenue I need to support this team? Um, you can draw that up right there based on the type of people you want to hire. I've had, um, when I've been onboarding agencies, working them through some of our trainings, they ask me the question a lot of like, you know, how many team members can I expect to hire if I have a revenue of 300000 a year? It's like, well, <laughs> how do you answer that question straight? Because there's many different types of teams you can hire. You can hire people who are coming right out of college who are in the, the local town, but you got to bring them up. You've got to train them. Um, and there's a lot of agencies out there that have done that really well. You can hire people with more seniority who are going to take less onboarding time but are going to be able to hit the ground and add value faster, but they're going to cost you a lot more. Or you can you can build a remote team of people all over the world, and all three of those strategies are going to impact your cost in a different way. And again, that's why it's important to tune into last week's episode where we talked all about the vision that you have personally for your agency and the vision that your core team has. 
creating alignment around that vision because that's really going to impact your hiring plan. And you can see that that vision is going to be the lens through which you look at your core values. And then your core values are the lens that you look through when you look at your org chart. And your org chart is going to be the lens that you look through when it comes to hiring people and growing the team that's going to really deliver delight to your clients, which is the key to growing and getting your agency to where you want it to be. So covered a lot of ground here today on this episode. And I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, you can head over to doinbound.com slash podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode where we're going to link up all the episodes that we mentioned. If you are the type that wants to go and do your homework, take another step forward and check out this podcast interviews to hear other agency owners who've gone through the process of documenting their agency culture. You'll be able to check those out there. Until next time, folks, keep moving forward. Remember, don't overestimate what you can do today and don't underestimate what you'll be able to do over the next 12 months. If you keep chipping away and you keep moving forward, you're going to make progress. Just keep your head up and keep going. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.